Hey everyone, today we're reading from Mark 15, verses 33 through 47. Uh, we're looking uh, at the death of Jesus, uh, according to the book of Mark. And we've been looking this whole week at the importance of the breath, the breath being the spirit of God and how it's what sets us apart as creation. It's right? also a symbol of life. Um, and here we see Jesus surrendering that breath. Right. So in verse 37, Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And now breathed his last is a very common phrase used in the Bible to symbolize death. Uh, Abraham breathed his last. Noah breathed his last. Right. In a lot of Old Testament narrative, it is a way of saying, and he died. But we do see that there is something there is something significant about the way that he dies here because there's a centurion guard in verse 39 that says um, in this in this way he breathed his last and he knew that this was truly the son of God. So I think that it's, there's definitely something here where they witness something greater than just some a regular person dying. Right. So some if you look in the footnotes, it will also say um, some manuscripts insert the way he <clears throat> cried out and breathed his last. So there's something about the way that Jesus gave up his life in these last moments that made the centurion uh, because you see him, the, what he cried out was, can you say it, Jason? Eloi, Eloi, Which means my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And um, it is this heart wrenching cry. And it's also a call um, because it's referencing Psalm 22. And if any of you have not, if you have not done Psalm 22 Bible study with me or Hannah or one of our interns or just, in life, like, I want you to call one of us up and schedule a time because I would love to do Psalm 22 with you because it's amazing. Um, but here we do see, right, like that he is calling. And it's interesting that some of the bystanders here, uh, and they say, behold, he is calling Elijah. Now, this is a reference to the end of Malachi, where in Malachi it said that uh, before the day of judgment, God would send Malachi. And so we see people here. Kind send of his prophet, send Elijah. Send, oh, yeah, sorry, Not send Malachi. Elijah, sorry. Um, in Malachi, he should send Elijah, right? And so we see them here, like, again, the, these people are recognizing something's going on. That's some, that Because it's dark in the middle of the day, right? Three hours. Yeah, like, so clearly they're recognizing something. Um, and yet they don't comprehend exactly what is going on. Um, and except they, the centurion, apparently. Right, except the centurion that's even after the death. Um, and we, I think we see a lot here, right, about sin from the Garden of Eden, right? Like of what sin really is um, to behold God in all of his glory and yet not understand and yet reject in many ways. Uh, there's also an interesting thing. Um, so uh, he puts sour wine on a reed to give to him. Now this is either basically old wine, which is like vinegared, um, or some people even say, right, that it's like it was something that was used to like clean people, Right, like clean their wounds. Yeah, like, and it's like dirty. Gross. Yet, like, they're giving it to him to try to, like, they're kind of almost like trying to see just what would happen, right? Like, mm. um, and instead of receiving what he is doing to, to yeah, mock in a sense, or maybe, or in another version, doesn't he say, "I thirst," and so they give it to him? Right, but yeah, a sponge with sour wine is not not a good. Um, yeah, so there's a lot going on here, and um, yet we see that 
Jesus being the central figure, that the ones who are really actually understanding are the marginalized ones, are the women who are looking on from a distance. Um, I think another thing that we need to remember, uh, Pastor Michael alluded to this uh, before in his sermon, is that Jesus is dead. There seemed to be no hope. Like his breath is gone. It's such a uh, great like truth that these women and these people had to to go through uh, that he is dead and there's nothing they can do about it. And so I hope you, as you read this, you really feel the weight of not having that spirit that he's gone, yeah. especially because a lot of other religions actually believe that Jesus didn't die on the cross. They say that they, they can't like even like Islam, who thinks that he's like a prophet is like, like, no, like he couldn't die. Yeah. Right. He just looked like he was dead. Jehovah's Witnesses say that Jesus was literally like a like like, substituted for like, yeah, like, like his like spirit was taken puppet. away. Yeah. Something weird. Uh, but Jesus dying is so important. This breathing, his last is important. And we see this because in verse 38, right, the curtain of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. Right. His death is what was able to bridge that gap between God and man. And Hebrews talks extensively on this about, you know, the great high priest and the the lamb that we, that we looked at last week. And two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And I think it's also just powerful, right? Like that it's from dust to dust, right? Mm-hmm. Like as it's, and he's buried, he's buried in a tomb. Um, and he returns to that dust for us. Mm-hmm. Uh and that recreation symbol, right, of what that means that he is, that he not only dies, but is buried. And I just love, I really actually, I always love um, Joseph of Arimathea uh, because it tells us that he was a well-respected member of the council, the very people who, <laughs> you know, <laughs> voted to voted to crucify or at least were complicit in yeah, crucifying have him. conspiracy. You know, stuff. and here is a guy who, you know, did not have courage and the then, entire time, mm-hmm. and yet he has courage here mm-hmm. and asks for the body and is given to it. And I think that that is, you know, for me, so many of us, right? Like, we're not the women, right? <laughs> like, you know, we are, and we're not even like, I think for a lot of us, probably in our cultural context, like, we're not the people who are, you know, saying crucify him. We're Joseph of Arimathea. We're the one that stands in the background. We're the one that is complicit and that doesn't do anything because we're just watching and seeing, waiting to see what happens. And yet even this small bit of faith um, at the end, which was crazy, right? To say, like, I will put this this blasphemer, this traitor, and I will put him in my tomb. Um, and it was, you know, I think for me, I'm always like, it was probably like it was the least that he could do, right? It was He was like, I messed up, right? Like, and yet God still honors that. Um, and, you know, surprise, spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, he rises again. He rises, Jesus rises from again. And that breath that was given is returned. Uh, is returned. It is restored, just like Elijah prophesied. Yeah, we were actually at a concert the other day, and um, they were singing a song called Living Hope. It's by Phil Wickham and the guy from Bethel, and his buried body began to breathe. Like, it's not literally written in the Bible, but that's what happened, right? He would breathe again. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow.